It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 441 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd, here to bring the facts and fire to your day. Now, can I go get some tea? <laughs> Please. Oh, can I get some tea? Today on the show, Somebody we take bring me some tea. a deeper look at two characters from Encanto, Isabella and Loisa. Uh huh. Also on the show today, the worst tooth fairy ever. But first, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> today is Tuesday, February 15th. 2022, and we have some holidays to celebrate. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It is Singles Awareness Day. Yeah. You know. I'm aware of you. Listen, I just want to tell you, whoever planned out these holidays improperly planned Singles Awareness Day. (coughs) Singles Awareness Day should not follow Valentine's Day. Singles Awareness Day should be prior to Valentine's Day. Should it? Uh, yes, it should. Because if it's an awareness day where we need to be made aware of the people who are single in our lives and how Valentine's Day could be but, difficult for them, then we need to go into Valentine's Day. We, but, Can I speak? Can I get my thought out? <laughs> You're not allowed to speak. Your voice is rough. Shh. Ay, ay, ay. Man. But so, then we'll be all depressed on Valentine's Day. No. Listen, you got some issues to work out, Matt. I know a Celebrate Recovery you can come to. Here's the thing. You don't want to celebrate Valentine's Day. You want to rein in Valentine's Day and be like, no, I don't need any more love than what I already got. And on top of that, you think that being aware of the people in your life who would find Valentine's Day difficult would make you depressed? If I have to go into thinking about already a holiday I don't want to celebrate, celebrating love uh, between you know couples, which is what it's mostly about, whatever your plan is to spread it worldwide or not. <laughs> but, I so wish. But if I have, if I have to already do this, I don't want to go into it thinking. All right. Well, not only do I have to celebrate this day celebrating couples, but I also have to do it while in the back of my mind thinking about how sad all my single friends are for being single. All my single friends. <laughs> all my single friends. All my single friends. All my. <clears throat> so essentially, what you're telling me is you have to celebrate Valentine's Day and enjoy it, but also feel bad kind of and i'm like no none of our single people want us to feel bad for them like they kind of do they just want for us to be aware that valentine's day isn't just for couples valentine's day is for everyone spread the love that's what this is their own day where is the love this is their own day they don't get to celebrate valentine's day they celebrate single awareness day what the the world (laughs) needs now is love sweet love (laughs) 
It's the only thing that there is just it's also too world, little of. World Hippo Day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that should make all the singles feel. Like, you have your own day, but you're sharing it with the hippopotamus. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh! Uh-huh. All the single hippos. All, all the single, single hippos. hippos. <laughs> oh man! They all single. All the oh. hippos are single. Oh man, that was bad. Tad I didn't Hall mean says it that hippo way. is a singles mascot. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I sounded really bad. Yeah. All right. It's awful. also tourism day. <laughs> Go see all those hippos. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> We're not talking about the hippos anymore. Um, and lastly, it is National I Want a Butterscotch Day, but I don't want a butterscotch. Oh, man. I know. I'm sorry, Oriole. I, I really did not mean it to come out the way that it did. I really didn't. Let's see what happens, Mo. Yeah, I stick my foot right happens. inside my mouth. The whole all, thing, all heel that. and all. <laughs> oh, goodness Fun fact, gracious. I can actually stick my foot in my mouth. I don't need to know that. Heel and all? Well, heel on. and all. But it's <laughs> mostly because I have a very small foot. <laughs> like a baby foot. I th- my feet are baby size. That's gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see, you're trying to walk upstairs, I want a hippopotamus for Valentine's. Uh, only no. a hippopotamus will do. Well, <laughs> single awareness day. <laughs> okay. Now, Mo and I are nerds of several flavors, but we're also nerds for several flavors. And every week we like to shunk. 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 <laughs> we're. Showcase. We're having a time this junk week. Junk food. <laughs> Wasn't that an onomatopoeia from the Grinch? Shunk. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. No, it was slunk. It was slunk. Was it slunk? Slunk. <laughs> you know, onomatopoeia is one of my favorite words. Anyway, uh, every week we like to showcase junk food that has been recently announced or spotted in stores or on menus. We keep laughing like this and I'm onomatopoeia in my pants over here. <laughs> <laughs> kick off today with nerds bomb pops bomb pop you know popsicles the with the three popsicles. layers yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they're gonna come with the nerd flavors strawberry watermelon and grape i nerds are probably my favorite childhood candy really yeah mm-hmm. i love nerds nerds, nerds are good nerds are underrated nerds are underrated yeah <clears throat> in fact uh I think it was Good Mythical Morning. Every year around uh, Halloween, they do like a candy bracket. And this year, like, nerds won. Yeah? Because they had just, everybody had forgotten how great they were. And they just kept beating all the other candies. And everybody, like, in the studio behind them was like, no, don't let nerds win this ba- the bracket. And, yeah. Hey, hey Matt, it's we have nice. less than two weeks, and I'm putting a vote in <laughs> right now. March Madness is coming up. We got to do some sort of bracket, something or other. Some sort of bracket. Yeah. Okay. okay. We'll think of something. Yeah. All right. We'll think of something. You just. We did a. Um, There's a potluck bracket. We did. In the old Facebook group we had, uh-huh. that was fun. Yeah, that, that Facebook was pretty group. popular. Uh, okay, mm. Ben and Jerry's two new flavors. They've got a topped dirt cake, 
which is a vanilla pudding flavored ice cream with chocolate sandwich cookies and chocolate cookie swirls topped with milk chocolatey ganache and chocolate cookie crumbles. Ben and Jerry's bringing it. And then they got topped chocolate milk and cookies, which has chocolate ice cream with chocolate chip cookies and chocolate cookie swirls topped with milk chocolatey ganache and fudge chips. I mean. Both could be very good. Of course, I'm sure everybody's seen this by now because we're late to the game, but Little Debbie has come out with their own exclusive ice cream flavors at Walmart. They're going to be available all year round. Now, they had come out with a Christmas tree cake ice cream. You remember us reporting on that? And mm-hmm. we were never able to find it here. Yep. <clears throat> but that was a limited time. This is all year round. They got oatmeal cream pie, vanilla ice cream with soft oatmeal cookies and a hint of molasses, cosmic brownies, brownie batter ice cream, mini rainbow chips and brownie pieces, honey buns, honey bun flavored ice cream, glazed honey bun pieces, and a sweet cinnamon swirl. Swiss rolls, chocolatey, uh, chocolatey cake ice cream, chocolate cake pieces, and a whipped cream swirl. Zebra cakes, white cake ice cream, yellow cake pieces, and a milk chocolate fudge swirl. Nutty bars, peanut butter ice cream, chocolatey waffle cone pieces, and a thick fudge swirl. And strawberry shortcake rolls, white cake ice cream, yellow cake pieces, and a tart strawberry swirl. Whew. Uh-huh. Yep. That's a, that's a lot of... That sounds like a ranking episode. Ready to go. <laughs> Listen, my mind is just still like rolling with all the possibilities for a March Madness bracket. So. Okay, okay. Yeah. Work on that. Oh, uh, I am in my head right now currently. Starbucks is launching a new bottled uh, Frappuccino with oat milk later this year. Two flavors, caramel waffle cookie and dark chocolate brownie made with oat milk. Oat milk is my least favorite of not milk milk. Why? Because it's not good. Oh. I prefer almond milk. The new, it's the new end milk. Yeah. New end milk right now. The new end milk? Yeah, end. it's end in milk, all right. <laughs> Tastes like it came out of an end. Uh, one of the most dangerous products ever to be released, Mountain Dew is releasing a zero sugar hard Baja Blast. What? Yeah. 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 This I'm, is the I'm year a, that I die. I was about to say, I'm afraid for you. <laughs> I'm genuinely fearful. Uh, Swedish Fish and Friends is coming out, which adds watermelon sea turtles and strawberry dolphins to the iconic red fish. Okay. Yeah. I Why not? That. Heck yeah. Uh, Honey Graham's M&M's is coming out. Crispy rice M&M's that taste like graham crackers. I mean... Sure. That's their best that's their best avenue of putting in a new flavor like that, the crispy rice. I like the crispy rice. The crispy rice is a great M&M and it had like the the oh the buttered popcorn one was phenomenal and that's what they used for that. I think these would be just as good, the graham cracker one. Chocolatey graham cracker. Next. I haven't had the buttered popcorn yet. <clears throat> you still didn't have it? Mm-mm. I thought I made you try it. Mm-mm. Next time I see it, I'm going to get it. They've already okay. they've already had their second round. They already came out mm-hmm. at the beginning of the football season huh. uh, before Christmas. Um, Mexican street corn Cheetos are back. I didn't get a chance to try those first time around. I didn't try them. And I really want to try them. I love Mexican street corn. Yeah. Love it. It sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skittles jelly beans are rolling out for Easter. This is something that apparently has never existed. And it seems like a natural uh, candy. Hold on. What is that whole, like, what the Magellan? Magellan. Isn't that what it's called? The What is it? 
when you think that uh, Mickey Mouse has suspenders, but he really doesn't have suspenders? Oh, the, uh, um, What's I, know it called? What I know what you're talking about. What's it it's called? The, it's um, not Magellan, now that no. I think of it. It's, it's the... Somebody help us out. Anyway, I, this is like one of those things. Skittles has had jelly beans. Shoot, what is it called? Mandela. There we Mandela. go. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Thanks, Tad. Mandela effect. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Berenstein Bears versus the Berenstein Bears. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't think they ever have. <clears throat> now Starburst has every year. Yeah. For the last several years, and I don't think Skittles have ever had a jelly bean before. I don't know. But they will this year, y'all. See, I mean, Oriel agrees with me. So yes, they, Skittles they have, have had thing. jelly beans. They are his favorite. The thing that I read said that this was the first time. This is the first year. Maybe they were. Maybe I. Maybe I read it too fast, and they're just talking about this is the first year with the original flavors because now the green is lime. See, so it is. A, so maybe that's it. I don't it know. is a Magellan effect Who because knows? it's not a Mandela effect. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I only I only report the news. I don't I don't claim that it's always right. <laughs> uh, all right, Mo's here for one of her. Why don't you read this one, Mo? This is one of your favorite places. Jack in the Box Nacho Tiny Tacos. The newest Tiny Tacos iteration from Jack in the Box takes 15 original mini tacos and dumps nacho cheese seasoning on them. There's also the bacon-loaded nacho tiny tacos, which involves dumping cheddar cheese sauce, bacon crumbles, ranch, and spicy good good sauce on nacho tiny tacos. Mm. It looks like a box of vomit. (laughs) There are so many people that are so addicted to that food. I could never eat it. I could never eat it. Anybody out there in the Dallas area... Uh, Rev Kev, <laughs> you're out there somewhere. Send me some of these so I can force Matt to eat them, please, because they're amazing. What's uh, the next one, Matt? All right, the next one, of course, most people have heard about this already. It's McDonald's menu hacks. Uh, so they've got four hacked items. They got the surf and turf, which combines a double cheeseburger and a filet of fish. Then they take it a step further with the land, sea, and air, which combines a Big Mac, a filet of fish, and a McChicken, all in one sandwich. Sounds disgusting. Then the more reasonable and tasty ones, the hash brown McMuffin, the sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin with the hash brown on it. Okay. And the crunchy double, a double cheeseburger with chicken nuggets and barbecue sauce on it, which has been getting great (laughs) reviews. What? All I can hear is Sir Mix-a-Lot right now. I don't understand. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Somebody out there got it. Somebody got it. Keep going. Um, It's a fun idea, but a lot of folks are noting there's nothing special about the promotion. (coughs) Because not only do they not build this for you, like you just, you're buying the items and then putting it together You have to put it together? That's dumb. But you also don't get, like, a discount for buying all the items together. It's the same price if you just went and did it yourself. Yeah. And so they've been hyping it up as, like, you can only order this through the app. But, no, that's not true at all. You can go to the drive-thru and just order the three things and put it together. Exactly. There's nothing stopping you from doing this on your own already because you're still doing it on your own. The only difference is is they put a single button that you can push to order all three. 
and the app. That's it. Okay. So here's the thing. They had to name it a crunchy double because if they called it a juicy double, then (laughs) Sir Mix-a-Lot would be suing them. I gotcha. See? I wouldn't order it if it was called a juicy double. But (laughs) I would. I mean, it's a double cheeseburger, essentially. That's what it, like... <laughs> oh my gosh, Mo, you're funny. Uh, we got sparkly <laughs> wild berry peeps. The nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> peeps bunnies. Uh, we got <laughs> sour watermelon warheads jelly beans. We got Max Chicaron spicy nacho cheese flavor, which I think is the first new flavor they've come out with in a long time. Mm-hmm. Long, long time. Chicharrones, which are just... Pork rinds. Pork rinds, guys. Pork rinds. For all of my southeastern <sighs> people out there that are like, what is a chicharron? It's a pork rind. <laughs> it's a pork rind. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Little Caesars has the Batman Calzone, a pizza that is similarly shaped to the bat symbol, where the top and bottom portions are folded into mini calzones with white sauce and julienne pepperonis inside. Uh, they had the the calzone original one earlier this year, and it was shaped like a ninja star because all four sides were, were made into that. And so, like, just in the center was a normal pizza. Um, but our friend, uh, our friend KY went ahead and made a meme of what I'm thinking of, calzones and Batman. That's that's a, a Ben Wyatt thing right there from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> what am I missing? You watch Parks and Recreation. Oh, I, yeah, lot, I right? have. It has. It's been remember a when couple ben, of years. When, of course, you know Ben Wyatt loves yeah. calzones. And then he also treated himself when he bought a full Batman costume and then cried in it. <laughs> you don't remember that? I don't. Why am I not remembering this episode? <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch it. The locale calzone zone. Um, but anyway, I, I also have had this because I didn't try the calzone thing the first time around. I'm like, I really want to see what they're doing here. Yeah. So I tried this. The calzone portion? I mean, the, the pizza portion's just their normal pizza and it's fine. But the calzone portion? Whew. Dang good. Here's the thing, Matt. Surprisingly dang good. Everyone in our town has us to thank because our little Caesars has significantly stepped up their game in the last couple years. And I 100% think that it is because somebody somewhere over there heard when we gave them a hard time (laughs) on our show because they were stinking. Lacking off. Uh Uh-huh. Big time. Big time. And so they were finally like, listen, we we gotta step up our game. We're slipping. We're slipping. How come that hasn't worked with Burger King yet? Because Burger King's not directly across the street. Burger King don't care. (laughs) Little Caesars is right across the street and they're like... That could be our Burger King slogan. Burger King don't care. (laughs) Burger King don't care. You want it your way? Burger King don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Exactly. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Uncharted waters, unfamiliar territory, Whereabouts unknown. Area 
undiscovered. These phrases seem terrifying in most situations. Hearing any of these things may leave someone in a bit of a panic as they begin to step out of safety and into circumstances they've not yet encountered. At any moment, things could go awry and we're left in an unfamiliar area with no idea where to turn or what to expect next. How true this has been for countless people through the pages of God's Word. Abraham and Sarah's long trek to Egypt, Noah sailing through the floodwaters in hopes of dry land, Paul's missionary journey and travels, even Jonah making his way to Nineveh. And let's not forget where that ultimately landed him, right in the belly of that whale. Their journeys were all unique, purposefully different. But one thing they all have in common is the faith produced through the unknown. When all else is unknown, allow your faith to be concrete in the faithfulness of the one who knows, the one who provides, the one who sees and makes a way even through the storm. Let's never forget that the God who parted the Red Sea to make a way for safety for his people is the same God who is in control of our lives. And while the waters may be uncharted to us, they can be moved at any moment by the God who knows the very depths no man has yet to discover. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. So now it is time. Every time. <laughs> for Mo's Fact of the Day. Fact of the Day. All right. Although the terms butterscotch and caramel are sometimes used interchangeably, the main distinction is that butterscotch is made with brown sugar instead of white sugar. Butterscotch is also similar to toffee, but for butterscotch, the sugar is boiled to the soft crack st- stage, not hard crack, as with toffee. I really just wanted that fact in there because it said toffee and hard crack. That's all. I'm always in the hard crack stage. Uh, <laughs> As is toffee. And now it's over to our weird news desk. I can say that because he's my kid. Uh, here's a news story you might not have heard. <laughs> so, uh, we, we could call this lady the, the anti-tooth fairy. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> Laurel Eich, uh, a 42-year-old woman from Nevada, was arrested last Wednesday for burglary at a Sun Valley dental clinic where she used to work, according to a statement by the local county sheriff. <clears throat> In a bewildering twist, Ike also apparently admitted to extracting 13 teeth from an unwilling and anesthetized. How do you say that Jennifer word? Jennifer Aniston? Anesthetized. They, they used the gas that knocked you out on this patient. <laughs> on an earlier date, like she came in. <laughs> Anesthesia. Well, I mean, that's not the word. It's anesthetized. <laughs> I can't even say it, but it's there. Anyway, yes, anesthesia patient, <laughs> unwilling, knocked out patient. She just broke in and pulled thirteen of her teeth. 
13th. And Nesthesize. Nope, I still can't I say it. I, I, I've been sitting here. And oh, Look, I did not. No, yeah, yeah, that looked bad. <laughs> and anesthetized. Okay, there we go. Do. Oh my God! I can't! I can't! I can't! I can't! I can't! I can't! Keep going, Matt. You got to read your story. <laughs> Investigators found a broken window and an open door on the scene on May third, uh, according to the sheriff's office. I got away with a total of twenty-two thousand eight hundred sixty-one thousand dollars in cash and checks. Uh, she was arrested on multiple counts, including performing surgery on another without a license, burglary of the business, and grand larceny. Uh, it's difficult to find a takeaway in this sort of tale. It seems likely that the background story that we're still waiting for it to emerge involves some combination of social dysfunction, drugs, and the uh, 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 American medical system. But the, the scary part is that she, she extracted these 13 teeth and... Uh, Nobody knows what she did with them. They are unaccounted for. <laughs> so when I say she's like a bad version of the tooth fairy, she kept these teeth. She's got these 13 teeth from an unwilling, anesthetized patient as a trophy. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, Makes sorry. me never want to go to the dentist again. My... My, my, my. Yeah, and unlike our story from yesterday, she did not leave money uh, <laughs> to repair the teeth. <laughs> like our our burglar left money to repair the window from yesterday's news story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This was just straight up, I'm taking all this money and your teeth. 13 is a lot of teeth to take out of someone's mouth. Like, and it doesn't really matter where you pull them from. I know. You that pull is... them all off one side, that's awful. How do you, you know that's every what I was one? thinking? <laughs> I'm sitting here, like, visualizing <laughs> my mouth and like also what, visualizing what my child. teeth could I lose? I'm, exactly. <laughs> It'd still be okay. <laughs> uh, take all the fronts and leave just the back ones. I guess that would be the best option because you could still, like, chew. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. That's the new poll. If you had to lose 13 teeth, which, <laughs> which one? 13 would it be? Would you alternate just all the top teeth? What's mm. going on? I need to know. What's the best option? Excuse me, miss. <laughs> all right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. Nerd emphasize relational outreach. From huge convention halls to local game nights across the world, LTN wants to show the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. We are always developing resources and guides to help you grow nerd ministry in your area and expanding our reach as a ministry into all areas of nerd culture. Connect with us on social media at Love Thy Nerd and at LTN on air and join in. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. This week, we are talking about Encanto. Last time, we had an opening discussion on Encanto with our back row buds from Discord. And now, in this segment, we are going to start our three-part look at some of the characters in the movie, doing a deep dive into their stories and struggles. But first, we have to give you a spoiler talk. We can't do this on <laughs> No, that's not it. I don't even remember. Yeah, I'm not doing yours. I'm yeah. trying to do mine. My, oh. my, the one that you are impressed with. Oh, I, I don't do. know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a dying cat. All right. If you haven't seen Encanto yet, this segment is going to spoil it. So just put us on pause, go watch the movie, and come back and listen. Well, you know, just, just close the podcast at this point. <laughs> go watch it. <laughs> No, put us on pause. If you don't put us on pause, then you won't come back. So. <laughs> oh, man. In this segment, we're going to take a look at two characters with some of the most obvious issues, given that they each have their own song devoted to them, discovering this, uh, which is Isabella and Luisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we'll start with Luisa, who I have labeled the people pleaser, but you have already indicated that you are going to uh, expound upon that. Mm-hmm. Is it? With the other character we're talking about today, or no. is it a different character? Different okay. character. So for now, for this segment, we're just going to focus on her <clears throat> with that title. Uh, so let's see. I just I took some notes down here of things that we can we can discuss. I don't have a specific roadmap, um, but obviously, to me anyway, at the beginning, is she is initially in a lot of denial. Mm-hmm. Because that's exactly what the whole beginning of that was, her running away from talking to Mirabelle. <laughs> and then even when she's confronted by Mirabelle, finally saying, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. And then that's kind of what starts to snap her out of it. Like, oh, I don't know how that, I don't know why that came out like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm fine. Everything's fine. Luis is fine. Everything's fine. Why wouldn't it be fine? And then start singing her song, going about how she's definitely not fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, the song is about, in many ways, in many parts of it anyway, about being a people pleaser or about not finding worth outside of what you can do for other people. In fact, she even says, I'm pretty sure I'm worthless if I can't be of service. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the most telling lines, lyrics of that song. Pretty sure I'm worthless if I can't be of service. And that's a sad line. Yeah. And a sad thought that I think a lot of people actually deal with. Yeah. Because I've felt that way before. Oh, yeah. Um, I do a lot of favors for people when it comes to things that I can do. And for a long time, I would I would never say no, even if I was overloaded. Because even if I wasn't thinking it, like in the front of my brain, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, if I don't do this for them... They're not gonna have, you know. They're not gonna want to be my friend anymore, kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, as as kind of immature as that sounds, 
Like the only, I, I, I essentially had convinced myself that the only reason I had friends is because I could do stuff for them. And that would be where I would find my worth. Uh, a lot of days is in the people around me. And so like, I felt that line in my soul. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I still have to fight that mindset sometimes, but I also have, uh, luckily mainly through our, our work with celebrate recovery, have learned that it's okay to say no, mm-hmm. which is a lesson that she had to learn here too in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially towards the end. It's okay to take a break. It's okay. If you can't do everything that needs to be done. And sometimes, like, when she goes out, before the song starts, she's walking, you saw a bunch of people come up and ask her to fix things, Mm -hmm. move this, donkeys got out, fix the house, blah, blah, blah. And while that does seem to be like the town putting pressure on her, I really don't think that if she said, I need some time. I got to do this or hold on. I got to take a break for a while that we would have seen the town go. Well, what? Yeah. But I believe that the character is meant to have that mindset of, well, if I say no, everything's going to go wrong. Mm -hmm. And then she almost convinces herself that that's what's happening because when the magic starts to fade a little bit, donkeys get heavy. Things are getting behind. She starts to panic. She gets back into work, even though she was about to take a break. Mm -hmm. Like it's a. it's a dangerous mindset to be in because you'll run yourself uh, ragged. Yeah. You'll you'll destroy yourself. Yeah. If you give everything of yourself to everybody else, what do you have left? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, Louisa is the one that I think I can relate to the most. There are definitely parts of every single character that I can see myself in. But for Louisa, it is definitely... That is who I, I relate to the most. And she is very much, um, canon in our family. Your son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of funny because the song leads you to believe, which do we ever really find out the birth order? Of the girls? I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be the oldest. Okay. But do we know for sure? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Because it leads you to believe that she is the oldest. You would, that's kind of what you would think. You would think that Luisa's oldest, Isabella is middle. Yeah. And Maribel is the youngest of that family. Right. However, I kind of think that Isabella is the oldest and Luisa is the middle. Because when you tend to think about family dynamics, you're, it's typically your middle child that tries to carry the weight. It's mm. typically your middle child that tries to be the bridge. Um, your middle child can see the struggle in the other family members and tries to carry that burden for them. They don't want to see things fall apart. And so instead of allowing things to fall apart, they carry it. Mm. And we see this image of this big, strong character, but there's a line in the song where she said, or, oh man, I don't even remember if it's a song now or not, but somebody makes a comment about how she is strong and she says, yeah, but I cry sometimes too. Oh yeah, that's the end. Yeah. 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 Um, which 
is a beautiful representation of the fact that it's not just her physical strength, you know, that they're pointing to. Right. It's also this most emotional strength that the family assumes she has, not realizing that she's falling apart. Mm -hmm. She's having to carry her weight plus everyone else's weight. And it becomes too much, you know? Now, she does this out of love. Right. Of course. Like, she's doing things for the family and for the Encanto because she loves them, because she feels a responsibility towards them. She has good intentions. Right. Absolutely. But all the good intentions of the world won't protect you from burnout. Mm-hmm. And she's clearly on the edge of burnout, experiencing those symptoms, especially when she loses her strength. Yes. She feels like at that point she's worthless. Every mm-hmm. time you see her, she's her arms are hanging down. Mm-hmm. She, you, her eyes are closed. She's just weeping and moaning. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in that quick to to um, oh, quick to explode, that reaction that she has, yeah. you know, wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is a surefire sign of burnout, yeah. you know, and we've both been there. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, that's, that's something that like LTN, uh, we've been talking about that a lot lately in the group, um, in the discord, because, uh, one of the founders, uh, Chris, um, uh, 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 uh you know, St. Chris, Mm-hmm. The photo back here. <laughs> he's he's taking a sabbatical. He's taking a couple months off to protect from burnout. Mm-hmm. You know they've been doing this now for uh, not just with LTN, but with their their former ministry they were part of too, with Game Church, um, for like six or seven years. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't really taken a break. He 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 said he's only really been recently uh, made aware that he's allowed to take a break. <laughs> you know. As a person, that's kind of funny. That's not funny's the wrong right. word. But that's yeah, right. But that's also why, like our podcast for LTN, all the main podcasts, um, aside from ours, take two two month breaks mm. every year. And so, from June and July and December and January, there's no podcast coming out except for ours. And ours, even we take at least a two week break. In the middle of that each time. And then we usually have a couple other weeks um, spread out around those times as well, just to make sure that we can get at least a a good month of time off uh, during that break season, Mm -hmm. Um, just to make sure that we protect from burnout. Because before, uh, I believe we started doing this the middle of last year, I'm sorry, by last year, I mean 2020. Um, Mm <laughs> we started doing this in the middle of then because up until that point, every podcast was trying to go weekly nonstop. And they realized some of some of the podcast hosts were like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> they're like, Well maybe take let's take a break and then we'll see if we feel and you know, they took the break and then they came back like, Yeah, let's keep it going. Yeah. You know, it's you know, having that kind of uh that that resting period is important. But it's also sometimes frowned upon. Um, I remember our, our former pastor here had been the pastor here for 15 years. 15 years before he asked for a sabbatical, a break. He asked for a summer off. And most of us were like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You've definitely earned it. But there were quite a few voices who were extremely upset that someone who was called to be the pastor of this church was going to have time off to the point where many of them left the church over it. 
Wow. During that time. I'm like, look, <laughs> I understand where you're coming from that, you know, this is the, the, the ministry that God has given uh, a person, but at the same time, God definitely puts it into our spirits that we're supposed to have rest mm -hmm. and anyone, especially for a pastor job, anyone who knows what a pastor has to do knows they don't have a day off. They yeah. don't have rest even on their appointed uh, Sabbath, which is usually a Monday or a Friday mm -hmm. or, or something. They still get called for emergencies, hospital visits, right? Almost nonstop. Like it, it doesn't end. And so you have to take a break or you'll destroy your mind. You'll destroy your, your desire to do what you've been called to do. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a necessity. It's not a treat. It's a necessity. It's right. part of the work. Mm -hmm. That's all I got on her. Do you have anything else to add? <laughs> um, actually, no, I, I can see the aspect of people pleasing, but I don't think that overall she is the people pleaser. Maybe not people pleaser, but I guess it, the codependent person would be more what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, she definitely codependent in the sense that she carries the burdens. Yeah. She carries other others burdens. She mm -hmm. carries the weight. Yeah. Even that song implies that she's, she feels like she's carrying the weight of the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that she's the only one that could mm -hmm. that I think is in that last little verse where she says, um, you know, see if you could handle the, the burden or the weight that's on my shoulders, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing, uh, or be, be happy that you don't have to handle the weight that's on my shoulder something yeah. like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I mean, it's noble and it's good intentions, but it's slightly ignorant and dangerous. It, yeah, <laughs> it is very, very dangerous. I, it's definitely one of those things where you have to find the good balance because, and I said that this would be canon in our family. This would be my middle child. He is the burden carrier. Yeah. You know, um, I talked about how my daughter had her teeth, her was, uh, I keep saying wisdom teeth, her canines, um, pulled last week and immediately Cannon was like, okay, I'll stay home with her tomorrow. And not in a way that most 14 year old boys would be like, I'm skipping school to stay home right. with my sister. No, he was genuinely concerned about her staying at home by herself. She's, she'll be 11 in a month. She's old enough to stay home by herself. Yeah. We live in a town that it would at the very most take me 10 minutes to get home to her. Right. You know, um, in some sort of emergency situation, but because he knows her, he knows her fears. He knows her worries. He knows what makes her anxious. He knew that her being at home by herself was going to be something that was going to be a fearful situation right. for her. Right. And he didn't, if he could handle that, if he could carry that burden, he was going to do it. And so in that way, it's one of those things where I, I had to remind him, I'm so thankful that she has a brother who knows and cares and loves her enough. But at the same time, you can't put yourself on the back burner. You have responsibilities. You have things that you need to be concerned with in your own life mm -hmm. that are going to end up falling behind, you know, mm -hmm. 
at some point you have to put yourself first. And I think that that is probably Luis's biggest issue is that she always puts herself on the back burner while worrying about everybody else. And I think there's a negative connotation with that thought of putting yourself first. Oh, yeah. Really, that just means caring for yourself. So you can care for others. So you can care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has to happen. All right, let's move on to uh, Isabella. Isabella. Uh, which I have labeled the perfect life. Mm-hmm. Okay? The perfect one. The perfect one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, some of my favorite interactions in this whole movie is Maribel and Isabella. I think it's hilarious. My favorite line of the whole movie is when she sees that it's Isabella in the, in the vision. Oh, yeah. Like, Isabella. The way she said, I'm just, oh my gosh, it's uh-huh. so funny. What? Every time. What is hugging her going to do? Yeah. going to go save the family. Bring hug. it in, bring it in. That's my, it's not my favorite song, but that is my favorite <laughs> part of any song. Good bring, it in, bring, bring it in, bring it in. Bring it in, bring it in. Yeah. So Isabella um, initially thinks she's doing the right thing for the family, but she wears a mask. Of perfection, uh-huh. which is something especially church people can uh, understand, but I think anybody can, especially these days with social media. Oh, uh, yeah. We all wear masks of perfection. Everything's great in our life. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, we those there's some of us that have learned to take those off. Yeah. Uh, but... Like it's a, it's a common thing, mm-hmm. but like with church, it's, you know, it's the runaway joke of the family that's yelling at each other in the van all yep. the way to the church. And then as soon as they walk through that door, big smiles, mm-hmm. everything's great. We're a yep. happy family. Perfect uh, mom and dad and 2.5 children. Yeah. <clears throat> so she's wearing this mask of perfection. She's the, the, the perfect golden job. You know, <laughs> the, the whole thing, her power is very beautiful, um, it, you know, obviously will just make everybody happy. Like that's, that's her, that's her lot in life to make people smile. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she does though, life altering things for others that she doesn't want to do because she thinks it's the only way mm-hmm. to keep everybody happy. Yep. And to keep this, this mess. so she wears that mask of, okay, yeah, she wants to marry this guy and have five kids, which might've been, uh, a lie. Have you seen that theory? Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> With the little side eye. He wants five children. Huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but anyway, she um, the the song this this encounter with Metabel um, reveals that or well before it's before the song starts. It's in the argument. Reveals that yeah, she never I didn't wanted want to marry him. him. Uh-huh. <clears throat> she was doing it for the family. Mm-hmm. And so what this really happens is that she's hiding her real identity. She's hiding her real struggles. She's hiding her personal desires mm-hmm. all because she wants to keep on this mask of perfection, not only on herself, but on the family as well. Mm-hmm. She wants to help this family see, yeah, see, we're growing. We're good. We're happy. We're building new generations. We're keeping the magic alive. She feels responsible for the face of the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Um, so e- originally, that's a new word. Originally, uh, originally, I was not thinking Isabella was the people pleaser, but as we were talking about Luisa, I actually kind of am sitting on the fence 
between her and another character. Um, and I may be leaning more towards Isabella being yeah. the people pleaser. <sighs> it's a it's a complicated movie. It and is. That's okay. It is. <laughs> um, for me, as I'm watching and I have watched and I have listened to commentary and tried to figure thing, different things out, I have pinpointed which character would be my child. My children. Your children. All three children. All three children. And all three children are a little bit of each girl, but they do lean more towards one specific. Okay. Okay. Um, and Isabella is Mila. Okay. The perfect one. <laughs> Hair flip. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and again, you know, kind of looking at an analytical perspective from this, you tend to think that, well, a lot of people tend to think Luisa is the oldest and then Isabella. I think Isabella would be the oldest. And a lot of people would then think that the oldest would fall into these kind of same mentalities and in the category. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Figure it out. (laughs) Um, but usually the oldest is deemed as the perfect one. The one who can do no wrong. The one that sets the standard for all the other kids. Okay, Isabella is the oldest. Okay. Isabella, Mirabel's oldest sister. See? And um, then Louisa is the middle? Uh, that's not showing me that. Okay, Isabella is the firstborn grandchild of the Madrigals. And she's apparently 21 years old with the events of Encanto taking place. Luis has a middle child, yep. estimated 19 years old. Maribel is the youngest. And I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere else that Maribel is supposed to be like 14. 14? Yeah. Okay. See? So, uh, look at me. You look at you. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so it, for me, it's kind of strange that it is my youngest that is in the same the kind of, of uh-huh. <laughs> well, the, the whole people pleasing mm-hmm. and the perfect one and the one that can do no wrong and sets the standard and, but she very much is, yeah, and she very much is a people pleaser. And it is something <laughs> that I have known in her from a very long time that I tell her all the time, you need to do what you want to do. Do what Mila wants to do, not what your brothers want to do. Not what your daddy wants you to do. Not what I want you to do. What does Mila want? Even to the point of picking food for dinner. If we allow her the option to choose dinner, you can see it on her. The struggle, the internal battle of, okay, but I want this, but I know that nobody else wants this. And if I say this, then everybody's going to be upset because nobody else wants it. But this is really what I want. (sighs) Fine. Keep the family happy. Uh huh. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, it's funny to, again, I keep saying funny. It's very strange to me how when you look at every character, the goal is always the same. Yeah. It's the family. Protect the family. Uh-huh. And Encanto. To a yeah. Degree. Yeah. But we'll see. And in a lot of ways, I think that the Encanto symbolizes the family. It is not necessarily the house. It's No, the Encanto is the city. Well, the casita is the house. Okay, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Um, 
But again, I feel like that is more of the family. Sure, 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 sure. You know, because if that falls apart, then the family falls apart. Sure. And, but while the end goal in every character's um, game, if you will, is <laughs> the family, protect the family, it all comes out in different Yeah different ways and different struggles different issues uh-huh absolutely honestly one of my favorite parts of the movie is when isabella makes the cactus yeah <laughs> she kind of goes punk rock at the end there in that song she does it's all changes her colors around uh-huh makes carnivorous plants so and then this is <laughs> another time where we see i don't remember which one of our back robots was talking about the green i think it was three okay but we see the green yeah you know, and I only remember that because Canon was like, hey, look, it's uh oh, man, I forgot her name. It just left my head from from Guardians of the Galaxy. Gamora. Hey, Gamora. look, it's Gamora. And I was like, <laughs> what? Anyway, um, but to see like the you can see that her mind blow. Right. Visibly like, wait. I just made something that I've never made before, and it goes against everything that I've ever been told I should be making, right. but it's, it's beautiful. It's not traditionally traditionally beautiful, but it's beautiful in its own way. Yeah. 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 I love that. And it's differences. Uh-huh. Bring it in, bring it in. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are, those are our first two characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, next time, we're going to do the unthinkable and talk about Bruno. We'll be back with more. Stick around. What do you think of our topic this week? Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at BackRowDiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we want to share some things that we love. Uh, so my thing this week is the uh, the book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba, Boba. Why do you Boba say Boba? Bobble. I don't know. That's what I said when I was a kid. Boba Fett. But you're right. Oh, I just punched the microphone again. <laughs> Sorry. There you go. Oh, I was louder. <laughs> I thought it was going to be. Uh, book, of, book of Boba Fett. Um... Which I'm not, uh, admittedly, I'm not done with. I think I still have two episodes left. Uh, but I'm enjoying it so far. I'm really enjoying it. I, and I know it's really a lot to do with nostalgia factor. Like, I don't think it was so much so with The Mandalorian. Um, but because those were kind of new characters. 
but with this one, it just it just feels like it's cool to fill in a bunch of holes from the original stories. It's cool to see all these different things that seem to be weaving so well and intricately into the overall storyline. Um, and it really makes me realize there's so many more stories they can tell in the Star Wars universe. And I'm here for all of it so far. Both first seasons, both first two seasons of uh, Mandalorian, I absolutely loved. And I've never really been a giant Star Wars fan. I've always been a giant. <laughs> I've never been a big Star Wars fan. I've always, I've always, I mean, I've, I've liked it more than most things. <clears throat> but I'm not like one of those diehards on the on the message boards or whatever, like I am for a lot of MCU movies and things. But uh, I'm just I'm 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 finding myself liking the the new Star Wars series on Disney Plus more than most things that come out in a year. Uh, and that seems to be continuing with the Book of Boba Fett. I'm not going to uh, spoil anything uh, about this, but uh, if you haven't seen it yet, which I'm already getting chastised in the chat for still having two episodes I haven't seen, uh, but if you haven't seen it yet, you should watch it. It's fun. It's a good time. Noted. What about you? Okay, but before we get into what I love, I really do that, like, your rant, spiel, explanation, whatever you want to call it, really did get my brain kind of wondering, when you were in kindergarten, were you taller than all the other kindergartners? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Have, so you've always been taller than I've everybody. Been taller and broader. Because I'm fat, but even if no, I but lost you're broad. all this, yeah, even if I lost all this, I'd still be big. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, when I was in first grade, they gave me the nickname uh, Brick Wall. Because we would all be walking in a line. I thought you got that in youth group here no. in the sanctuary. No, that, that was a different story. No, because we'd be walking in a line, and if anybody who was walking behind me wasn't paying attention when the line stopped, they would uh. run into me and fall down. They would just go, bump, and fall to the ground. And that happened so many times because I was just, just the, the big guy that didn't get knocked down. Huh. And then there was that story. I told you the story about the one fight I got into in sixth grade. No. Did I tell you that? So no. I've been in one fight my whole life. It was in sixth grade, and we had one class clown bully kid that kept uh, picking on everybody. And uh, I said, you better, you got to stop this stuff. And he goes, I'll take care of you too, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah so blah, like, blah. We, get out to, we get out to recess or whatever, and he comes over, and he's like doing the weird, you know, dancing around boxing thing. I'm like, what are you? He comes, <laughs> he comes up like he's going to tackle me, and I literally just reach around, and I pick him up, and I'm holding him <laughs> like a duffel bag while he's just squirming. <laughs> I just keep holding him there while everybody's around laughing until the teacher comes around the corner, and then I set him down, and he walks away. And that was the last time he ever bugged me, or at least my immediate circle of friends. So, yeah, nice. That's that's what you get to do when you're a big guy. You can either be the bully or you can be the the, the hero. And I luckily chose the latter. So, is there only two two times in your life that you've ever used your size for good in that regard? In that regard, what was the other time? Uh, the Angels game. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, chill. <laughs> No, you know what I've come to realize is that wasn't me using my size or anything. That was an automatic response as a parent. Yeah. Which I had not learned to rein in yet. Like, that's how I would treat my son if he was griping or whatever. I'd say, hey, chill. And then that guy just started yelling and I just did that like out of instinct without thinking about it. Hey, chill. Hey, chill. But it worked. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then he leaves two innings later. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It worked. All right. Um, oh, my thing that I love. Yeah, what do you love? Besides me being big. Chip night. Explain. Explain yourself. Okay. I don't mean like Cheetos or... or oh. Lays or ruffles or whatever. Chip night at Celebrate Recovery. Um, so just like most. Technically, yes, poker chips. Yeah. Someone in our chat is asking poker chips. Yeah, I'm technically. Um, other other. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for, Matt? Like AA programs. Yes, thank you. Recovery programs. They they do chips, right? They yeah, yeah. It started with it started with AA. Okay, so... And it was poker chips. Okay, so just like other recovery programs um, where you celebrate your sobriety milestones with chips, Mm -hmm. Celebrate Recovery is no different in the fact that once a month we like to kind of do a big celebration chip night where we get to honor everybody and their milestones throughout the month or years. Celebrate how far God's brought them, yeah. Yeah, and um, last Thursday was our first... Chip night of the, the year the at CR. Uh-huh, yeah. at our Celebrate Recovery, and it I've forgotten how much I love it's chip a rush. night. It's a rush. Oh, it's so it's just one of those things where you really do. And I told I said this. I said it is not a coincidence that Celebrate yeah. is in the name. You know, we are here to celebrate your recovery with you. That is what we're doing, and so and you see the joy on the people. Yeah, like man, mm-hmm. this is. Like when they're, especially when they're hitting like those big numbers, the six month chip, the one year coin uh-huh. and all that kind of stuff. Yep. It's like, that's like, yeah. Like, you know, they never thought they'd be there. Uh-huh. They never thought they'd make it that far. And, you know, both of us have had the exact same feeling. Absolutely. You know, we never yeah. thought we'd been able to get to that point where we could get our chips, get our coins. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's exciting. It it's is exciting. super exciting. And it was, I think it may have been a little more amplified last week because, Really, since your Celebrate Recovery ended back in August. July. July. um, And then ours started in January last month. There really hasn't been an ongoing program that a lot of these people have been able to attend and receive their chips. Not been a big one, yeah. Yeah. Um, So there were, um, we have a, uh, what is it called? The Lighthouse and the Ranch. What are they considered? Uh, Uh, They're... I don't even know if they have an, they would have an official, uh, it's like, I can't think of, I mean, they're also kind of recovery programs, but they're like a place you go and stay. Extended stay recovery right. programs. Not a rehab. Yeah. It's not a rehab per se, but kind of in that same vein, you know, you stay there, you have a, a room and you anyway. Um, so we have a, it's almost like a better version of a halfway house. Yeah. It's like it's 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 a non a non legally binding halfway house. Yeah. <laughs> that genuinely wants to make you a better person. And essentially we have two <coughs> programs like that here in our town that attend our celebrate recovery meetings. Um, they attended here when when Matt ran his celebrate recovery in, mm-hmm. in this building and they've moved over into our um, celebrate recovery and those guys and the girls had gone several months without getting their chips and without getting a coin. We even had one of them get a coin last night and you don't get a coin until one year. So anyway, it was really neat to see them collecting those past month chips that they had earned 
just had not been able to to obtain and get. So yeah. it was fun. It was awesome. So yeah, it never gets old. No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> well, let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Philippians 2, 5. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.